Welcome to another episode, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Tracy Hackler, who's uh, uh, had so many roles in this industry, including uh, working uh, on our team back in the day and doing a great job. But today we're going to talk not so much about Tracy's personal journey, but about Panini, Panini America. What's what's going on that's uh, that's good at Panini? So not a not a commercial in one sense, but just an update of the exciting things that Panini's doing with the licenses they hold and the the outstanding products they're putting out. But we have other sponsors. Tops, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, ComC, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Burbank Sports Cards, and Mike Stadium Sports Cards. So a couple of card shops, a couple of auctions, a couple of data companies, so to speak, and three three uh, card companies. But today we're focusing on uh, Panini, which is doing a great job. And Tracy is key in that. So, Tracy, welcome to the show. And Thank you. Tell us what you're excited about in your role or what's going on in the company with Panini and Got a lot of things going, and I'm sure I'm not aware of all of them, and I'm, I'm sure most of our <laughs> listeners aren't either. So, what are you excited about? Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Beckett. Um, there is a lot of excitement. The beginning of, it, of any it, NFL season is cause for a lot of c- celebration because the rookies that we've been um, anticipating for for many months now are starting to perform, and, you. and you're starting to already see right. guys b- break out. Whether it's Josh Jacobs or Michael right. Hardman or Daniel Jones, now there's just so many great, talented rookies every year and you never know which ones are going to break out but you know that a handful of them will and that's what makes collecting our NFL cards such an exciting ride it, well it's exciting I mean and basketball's right behind oh uh, well that's and, and that's better. exciting but it's basketball's a little bit more predictable than football wouldn't you say yeah I think so I think you all you still have some of the breakout guys in basketball but the thing that's going to make that's changing the landscape maybe of modern basketball <laughs> Trading cards is Zion Williamson. Could it's, be, could it's, be. It's a on the front end. It's certainly a frenzy and a madness like I've mm-hmm. never seen. Um, even with LeBron back in the day, I mean, he, mm-hmm. the I mean, he's a game changer, and we've already seen it with our early collegiate products that he's been in. Um, and when the first NBA products hit, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, it's just. So how do you uh, respond to that demand? I mean, it's it's not just it's. It's going to be there. It's it's yeah. not just anticipated. It's already there. Correct. And so how do you, in a collectible industry, respond as a company? You have different uh, sub-brands or mm-hmm. other kinds of, and instant kinds of things. So, I mean, to what extent do you try to manage that? Because if you satiate the demand, mm-hmm. not a good thing. Correct. You leave them wanting a little bit more. Yeah, so we so saw, what's, what's the strategy there for Panini? Well, I think it's, we're obviously, we're a collectibles business. And so, in and of that, it's about scarcity and and you don't want to just artificially create more to feed the 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 want or the desire so you have to some people are just going to not be able to get what they want because that's the nature there won't be enough to go around but there aren't there new people coming in as for basketball and football both well even baseball too but but basketball zion's going to bring in oh he already has uh, and so that means last year's production numbers i mean you can't well you, you you've got to be judicious but you know, to what extent are you? And again, you have these different brands and mm-hmm. tiers of brands. So, are you involved in that? Or are you are you more on the uh, uh, the customer kind of side of trying to help give these product people some feedback of what you're hearing? Yeah. So, so that feedback primarily on the marketing side, trying to trying to promote and sell what we're doing, um, both on a on a product basis, also on an athlete partnership basis, and um, a lot of shows. And yeah, I think to your point, there are. Uh, uh, crazy number of new collectors coming in and you want them to have a good experience. So our products that are mass retail oriented at Walmart or Target, those are still going to be there. 
But those are, we're finding are selling out quicker and quicker because either the hobby people are out and they want to come into retail. Um, and that's not necessarily a right. bad thing, but right. you're also finding the reverse to be true of traditional retail minded consumers drawing it up there and going into hobby, which is also a, a, a good thing as well. Well, would it be safe to say that if you look back at the era that was considered junk wax, that you were kind of, kind of came into our company toward mm-hmm. the, kind of toward the end For of sure. that, I think, but, but the problem there is that product was overproduced, but it was also purchased. The card companies weren't idiots. Right. People were begging to get more cases, but it was not to open them. It yeah. was to put them in their garage or to put them in some safe place so that they'd be worth a lot in the year 2019. <laughs> it didn't work out. Did but not. your your sense would be, I'm guessing, that with uh, uh, Zion Williamson, nobody's buying pro- your products to put them away for 20 years. That it's mostly going to get open right now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's. A, I think we, we are a more kind of urgent marketplace yeah. now. I think people do w- want to open it because the marketplace is so quote unquote immediate now. Yeah, you pull the right card, you put it on eBay or whatever, wherever you. Feel. And the liquidity is much stronger. It's now. strong, yeah. yeah. And so I think, um, but we're not. We, we want to to meet as much as we can meet demand, and there will be some products that are obviously more readily available than others. Right. But you can't completely. Oversaturate the marketplace, right. just because a, a a rookie like Zion has come along. Yeah, you gotta be responsible still. I, I hear you. Like I said, what do you think about the breakers? Are you, how uh, breaker friendly is is Panini? Extremely. We we we've kind of embraced them early on. It's kind of a, a new, maybe robust distribution. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's getting broken. It's getting, and they're breaking a lot of it's, products. It's 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 not investment that they're putting it away. And, Correct. So it's, 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 in fact, it's getting broken even quicker if it goes to the breakers. Yeah, and, and it's, it's visibly in the market. Yes, and it's a, it's almost like a new way to collect because you're watching live as they break your box. Right. And for a guy like me, if I were to ever back come home and say, "Honey, I just spent fifteen hundred dollars on a briefcase of flawless," yeah, she, I wouldn't have a honey. She would, <laughs> I would be on the curb. But if I said, "Honey, I spent fifty bucks on a team in flawless," yeah. Um, that's a little bit more satiable, right? And you got the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, I got the Pelicans. Um, so, yeah, the, we like breakers, and obviously, just like with anything, you, you want to partner with reputable, yeah. you know, good business people, and we, and we have a, a policies in place to ensure that. What? Uh, tell me about Panini Instant. Panini Instant is... Uh, is, that for, is that for everybody? Uh, no, it's probably not, uh, but it's... We found a niche with it, and depending on the performance, Panini Instant is our real-time trading card platform. So... Daniel Jones last night he gets his first start. He leads the Giants yeah. to victory. The, a card from that game will be available today on Panini Instant. And there's a, win, a limited uh, ordering window, right. and we make an order. Um, the, we do three versions of those. We do one out of one, one out of ten. And, yeah, then right. and the ones and tens always go, no matter who it is, really. because uh, But they're not auctioned. They're priced. Are they auctioned or are they priced? They're uh, priced. Okay. And they go quick. Um, and then the, But again, going back to Zion, we first saw the that kind of tangible anticipation through his instant cards, his draft oh. instant card broke records for oh, I'm sure. all of our stuff. But I miss it is a fun platform because, and you can appreciate this. Traditionally, if we wanted to honor a milestone or a great rookie performance in a trading card product, it would probably be next year, right? <laughs> two, three, four, five, six months down the road. Yeah, yeah. But now we can do it t- tomorrow. Right. Um, and that seems to have resonated well. And obviously some cards do better than others, but um, yeah. it is a real time platform that, will appeal to the mainstream. And we have team deals with 
the Giants, the Broncos, uh, the Patriots, so many teams. And so when we have one of their performers as an instant card, they kind of help us promote that to their audience okay. as well. So it, it does open it up to non-traditional okay, collectors. Okay. But you're, um, you're fully licensed in basketball and football, and those are exclusives. Yes, sir. For how many more years? That's a good question. Uh, basketball is long, and I don't, I don't know specifics on football, but... Um, are you saying it's as long as they want it to be? Because you'd like it to be as long as it can be? I think I would like it to be as long as we can. I'm just saying you're dealing with two two monopolies when when they come together and agree that they're going to uh, anoint one card company to do their fully licensed cards, and that's that's their prerogative. True, but they can change their minds at some point. Absolutely, I think that's that's always. But baseball, you do your your. We have the players. PA only. Yes, sir. And, and so, but that doesn't stop you from cranking out a lot of really good stuff. No, and we've gotten better and better with that. I mean, I think there was a growing curve initially, a learning curve, a growing yeah. pain initially yeah. with. Not having any logos, but I think our teams, our creative teams and product development teams have done Figured out a way to, yeah. And now those products are real strengths in our roster. And then, you know, our first Premier League product yeah. just came out uh, with Prism, which is a, a phenomenon, kind of regardless of what sport we put it out in, it, it does really well. Okay. Speaking of prognosticating and looking far into the future, when will soccer become, I don't even know what rank it is if overall cards, but baseball... Uh, basketball and football are the mm -hmm. top three. Hockey has got to be right behind, I would think. And then even NASCAR has some mm -hmm. following. Is soccer down there with NASCAR, or is it internationally above that, and I just don't realize it? I think internationally it's above that. Um, you know, I think. But the, in five years, is soccer going to be competing with the other major American sports? I mean, I would like to think so, but we've seen we've seen before where whether it was Freddie Adu who was going to take U.S. Yeah, soccer yeah, on the map yeah. or now it's, we love Christian Pulisic. We have an exclusive yeah, with him. Yeah, he's yeah. our, he's okay. our guy. Okay. We want him to take men's soccer in this yeah. country. Being with Chelsea now will help kind of that spotlight. Um, so I don't know if it'll ever be kind of in that top tier of sports, but. But isn't, I mean, again, I don't know if it's a lagging indicator it's, or a leading indicator, but uh, I would wonder if the leagues and players would, want to achieve that because it would be an indicator that soccer really has hit it big mm -hmm. in America oh, I think if it was equal that. to baseball cards. I think they would want that. They sure. would want that. And I'm wondering if there aren't some things they could do to help, that, that they would be aggressively helping you promote. Helping us market. Because there's, I mean, soccer is a great game and, and internationally it's, 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 huge, it's yeah. stronger. And we've seen like with some of our more recent soccer products do exceptionally well internationally mm. um, that, and might not do as well here in the States. Um, but again, with products like Flawless or Immaculate, because of the way those products are built, yeah. the content in them, they're going to do well here yeah. and internationally. And internationally, what's uh, Panini doing? I mean, the, you know, your your URL is Panini America. There's, uh, I've always thought of the Italian uh, sticker kind of things. Yeah. And I have a bunch of old ones because I was a eclectic uh, type card collector and had a lot of, I have, still have some interesting uh, old Panini stuff. But Panini America is just the group that, that you're with that, that's, yes, that's here that does that stuff. Yeah, just North America, and we focus on, obviously, the core sports. Um, we're, we're but you have international distribution. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, we just now launched our Chinese social media platforms, okay. Weibo and uh, uh, WeChat, yeah. and, and that's been a real uh, kind of learning process for us going over there. They do social media completely differently than we do. Right. The government is, has a real heavy hand in their they, social media. They tend to uh, observe or listen very yes, closely. Yes. <laughs> so we've just launched that. That's going really well. We we launched it with the help of leading our COVID-19 I mean, it's just the whole deal about, I mean, not that we're going to get into international politics, but I mean, it's, it's, it's like the height of 
capitalism, I think, yeah. of, of, and even young boys when we were growing up found a way to buy low and sell high. Yes. And I, I don't know, I guess that's part of the Chinese mindset. They, they, they are traders, mm-hmm. but building up a business without government interference, I mean, I want to get step on too many toes here, <laughs> but, but, uh, it's a fun hobby. Yes. And I can understand why, uh, Chinese or any nationality mm-hmm. would say, I, I want to get in on this. The athletes that you're covering, uh, the, the the physicality, the, the the amazing abilities of you know again basketball and football for sure yeah. very noticeable baseball you just got to be able to hit the ball yeah or you got to be able to way. throw it exactly where you want to throw it with yeah. a lot of movement and speed but uh, but those are those are de- definitely international games what about I mean this is a sports card insights you do some stuff that's not sports too right a little bit of a non sport oh uh, yeah we're now a tiny bit or yeah sure we we are uh, did a Fortnite thing? Fortnite yeah we got a Fortnite trading card um, set that's Finally available in the U.S. and internationally. Is that like a game, though? No, it's just, it a, just a it's it's a collectible card set okay. uh, that kind of mimics the the actual game and gameplay. Okay. And okay. Um, it's starting to pick up traction here. It's been really successful internationally uh, for some of our, our other subsidiaries. But I who think licenses that? I mean, is it, is it Epic it, and IMG? Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so that's been you know it's been a learning process to to deal with the, the approvals on that and, and timelines. But um, I think once we were able to kind of get it out and for people to see what it was about. I think that's been really beneficial. Okay. We're almost out of time. We are out of time. But I did want to ask you, what what was the nature of the pursuit of Charles Barkley? We've been sitting on the sidelines with respect. Can you just give us a quick hit on that? Because I think listeners might yeah, want to absolutely. hear about he that. Was, so you pursued him, and he was he just wasn't hard interested. to get. He just wasn't interested. He, but he's everywhere. He but he wasn't he didn't in the card. He just didn't want to mess with it. And we tried and tried and yeah. tried. He's one of those quote-unquote white whales, and guys, we want our product for autographs, yeah. so we haven't had... Exactly. He just said no. And so we finally met him. He, he came to speak at one of the SMU athletic forums. All right. And our team, David Porter, Jason Howard, yeah. a bunch of guys went up to Keith Howard, Brian Bain, they went and said. And you put him in a headlock. They essentially cornered him and said, please consider this. He goes, okay, you've chased me long enough. Give your card to my manager. I promise you I'll call you back. And lo and behold, he, awesome. he did. And we got him. And he's been great. Um, well, he's a persona for sure. No, he absolutely uh, is. And, and well. If he was on social media, he, he would take the world over, I think. <laughs> well, he's got some interesting, he tells it like he sees it, uh, calls it like he sees it. Yes. Uh, thanks, Tracy, for telling us about Panini and uh, Thank you, Dr. some Dr. additional insights that hopefully uh, you listeners uh, find uh, helpful. I know I did. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. And uh, again, thank you for your attention and enjoy your collecting pursuits. The man